0: This is the John Oakley Show Podcast. David Sparrow is the head of ACTRA. And, uh, I mean, last night's Golden Globes, you know, I wouldn't ordinarily watch, but Ricky Gervais is uh, certifiable. He's money in the bank when it comes to really uh taking the piss out of these people in Hollywood that are pretentious and self-important. So uh, we'll talk about that. We just had the discussion, though, about... uh Harvey Weinstein, and you know, this is a mogul in the industry, and uh, when it comes to how uh, he allegedly uh, accosted all these women, 80 women having come forward, uh, I'm just wondering if there are changes in the industry, so as a head of actor, Dave Sparrow is in a position to tell all. David, how are you doing this afternoon?
1: Well, I'm doing fine, John Oakley. It's uh, good to hear you back on the radio here in 2020.
0: Well, that would be the year I'd come back. Yes. Uh, and right. uh, it's nice to have you on board. Likewise. Hey, Dave, let me ask you as a head of actor. This is the uh, union representing on actors and actresses across the country. The, the whole Me Too thing and Weinstein, everything that had been spawned from that sorted of episode. Uh, has that changed the dynamic in the workplace in uh, the industry in this country?
1: Well, I think, uh, first of all, I'd just phrase it that, has it fixed it? No. Has it changed it? Yes. Is that we're slowly shifting the culture uh, across uh, our workplaces in terms of sets and auditions, in terms of the way people respect one another on set. Um, They do what are now called consent-based interactions. So for instance, a a sound person, and I don't mean any malfeasance on their part, won't just come up and reach into your clothing to adjust a microphone, is now they'll say, hey, I need to adjust your mic, can we do that? People are being more professional, and, and I think that we're hearing from people also that when uh, inappropriate things do happen, as they will in every workplace, uh, then the follow-up is quick, and there are policies in place on sets and through our union and through other organizations to ensure that people's um, uh, stories are heard and that they're followed up on and that uh, people get uh, corrected in terms of their behavior.
0: Yeah, my understanding is there's even something called an an intimacy coordinator on sets.
1: That's right. Um, it's it's uh, being utilized on a number of sets. All the Netflix sets are using them. When there are going to be scenes of violence or uh, nudity or intimacy, then they hire this intimacy coordinator, and their job is to act as, in essence, a secondary director to help the actors deal with what can be rather um, emotional um, or, or uh, disquieting uh, scenes, uh, whether they're, they're violent or whether they're just sexual. You can imagine two people. They may be um, married or dating other individuals And now they're on a set and they're supposed to be naked with one another. And that is something that uh, has different impacts and triggers different people in different ways. And so they uh, talk to the actors ahead of time and work through the scene with them and ensure that everybody's okay with what's being done. And most importantly, that they stick to what's already been agreed to so that you don't see last minute changes by a director who might say, you know what? This scene would be so much better if uh, if so and so didn't have a shirt on. And uh, then, then they can—they um, they don't make those last-minute changes.
0: They make them advance because we talk about those scenes ahead of time. Yeah. This show would be a lot better if I didn't have a shirt on.
1: Well, it is warm in that studio, <laughs> especially with <laughs> your energy level.
0: Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, is it possible that an actress can demand that the set be cleared except for the absolutely indispensable people? I mean, or does that already take place? I mean, just for a comfort level.
1: Well, it takes place better now than it used to, but we've always had the concept, you've probably heard, of closed sets. So if there's going to be uh, nudity or there's going to be a sexual scene or similar, then you want um, for... For, uh, you don't need everybody uh, associated with the production there on the set. You can actually um, have only those people who are imperative to how the production is being uh, uh, reported. And now um, with the intimacy coordinators, they're they're even helping the director to better twos and the producers to better twos. Who really needs to be on the set? Does every single person need to have a monitor in order to be able to see what's going on? Or uh, can you uh, limit the number of people? So for instance, as well in the new world. Do you allow cell phones on sets where people now every cell phone is a camera and so people are taking surreptitious pictures of what's going on and then they can be spread on the internet. And so in fact, um, there's very strict rules about that on sets now and that's part of shifting the culture. Um, our important thing, I'll uh, just mention because it was in part of your introduction to this, is we've uh, developed a hotline for our um, performers and, and folks in the industry, the Haven Hotline, which is the harassment and violence um, network, and um, it's a reporting hotline where people can report abuses and get immediate uh, counseling help right away. And so that's making our members and members of the crew, et cetera, feeling like they're uh, better protected with someone to reach out to if something inappropriate happens.
0: Again, with Dave Sparrow, the head of ACTRA, that's the union that looks after actors and actresses in this country's industry. By the way, last night at the Golden Globes, Ricky Gervais actually did comment on the dearth of female directors. Not one had been nominated. What's the situation in Canada when it comes to the hierarchy within a production? Are you seeing more involvement from females and more diversity?
1: Well, uh, you know, it's a mixed—it's a mixed bag. Um, the uh, women in the director's chair a couple of other organizations have put forward the concept of two times more, where they wanted to double the number of women in those positions, but in fact, uh, we we haven't really been. Living up to that, and so even the Canadian Media Fund, which uh, uh, helps to support um, financially uh, productions in Canada, is is trying to uh, gain a 50/50 in terms of the productions that are mostly spurred on by females uh, versus males, and giving uh, money to to both, so there's some kind of gender equity. But, but it's, um, it's uh, tough to see good, solid results. And that may be that it will take a few years for, for those productions to come online and to actually um, reach those targets. But I know that there's many people working in that positive direction.
0: Finally, as a guy in the business and uh, having you know, plotted through uh, the fields of stand-up comedy as well, what was your take on Ricky Gervais last night at the Golden Globes, genius or jackass?
1: So Ricky Gervais is a great comic. I will give him that, and he, has, you know, he probably has writers now, uh, as opposed to you and I who have to make up our own words. But um, I will, will say this: is it. There's a difference between what you hear in a comedy club. You go there, you expect almost to be assaulted, as it were, by the comedians and to, to hear what's going on. This is a show, uh, an awards show, that is purported to be something the whole family can sit down and watch. And I thought that he was a little beyond the pale. He really um, was sort of nihilist in his view of the awards and of his uh, um, surviving into a sixth appearance, and and a little mean and disrespectful, and and even of some I- iconic people like Dame Judi Dench and and others, um, were the things he said funny? Sure, because things that are really abrasive often make us feel uncomfortable, and then we laugh or cry or, or what whatnot. But um, I think that uh, for a. TV show, it was over the top, and that can be demonstrated just by the amount of words that had to be bleeped out or blanked uh, by the network. He he was not um, seeing himself as a TV host.
0: Whoa! All right. Well, that's interesting. I guess uh, it came too close to a Comedy Central roast for your liking.
1: Yeah, and and frankly, that's a good a good point though. If I'd been watching it on on Netflix, mm-hmm. then I would have been cho- choosing to watch again a comic doing something really outlandish. And uh, I would have got what I what i anticipated and here it was just a little over the top i think you could see it or sometimes very over the top you could see it in the faces of some of the people there's memes of tom hanks responding on you know online today there's memes of him responding and he doesn't seem happy with that. many of the jokes are a little uncomfortable and this is a guy who goes on to win the cecil b b de award and certainly as you balance uh, him next to ricky gervais on that broadcast you certainly have the dichotomy if you will of of uh, a family presentation there, one one you don't want your kids exposed to, and the other one you go, yeah, that's the guy in my neighborhood as per his movie.
0: I got you. Well, the Hollywood Foreign Press, I guess they're responsible for uh, having this guy come back year after year, so uh, maybe they've got an axe to grind with the industry. However, I found it refreshing, but that's just me. We'll part company on that note, literally and figuratively. Always appreciate it, Dave. Thanks for your time.
1: Thank you, John. Take care.
0: You got it. Head of ACTRA National, uh, David Sparrow.